What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 65 of The Locker Room, brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers you precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. So make your testes their besties and get 20% off, plus free shipping with our code LACA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off, plus free shipping with our code LACA at manscaped.com. I promise you, your balls will thank you. I want to set up to you guys first. Cappy, Maxi, what's up? But um, I want to ask you right off the bat, Posting on people's birthdays, Ellie's birthdays this week. My birthday was like last week, and like there was a debate in my house about like my my mom even like said like I'm not fucking posting for you guys this year. Like fuck that shit. And I was and I was like I don't care. And my sister's like it's my thirtieth birthday. I like you have to post something. Like it was an actual debate. So I just like right off the bat, I just need to get, like say what's up, but I need to get. Right <laughs> the what's up, everybody? And by the way, <laughs> we got a wonderful second reoccurring guest, Jared Fried, coming on. I don't know yes. if we mentioned that. Um, but yeah, regarding this topic, it's so funny you even said like your mom's getting into it. Like, stop it. You come on, tell your mom to stop it right now. If you were playing hockey, you should be posting pictures like, oh, just went to see Johnny and, and blah, 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 or something like that. So tell give me a break uh, regarding that. But I love, <laughs> love you. Love yeah, you. She, she's gonna listen. So <laughs> but she knows, right. she knows it's true. But like, but that's the thing is like my parents won't post like if it's like court's birthday or something like that or anything. Like, that's just besides the point. But regarding your topic of posting like when i'm older well i want to get into that after but, but we should we should tell maxi or we should let maxi say what up all right what's up fellas before, <laughs> I, before before i uh chime in on that i just want to say jared freed defines the word de hoc and we've gone over it he's a fucking hilarious dude nice yeah. and funny all you can ask for from a guy great guy he's great but to answer your question about posting on people's birthdays it's actually one of my bigger pet peeves when i see that because i see girls post when their friends have birthdays and the pictures that they post like on their story highlights the person posting saying happy birthday it's like here's an awesome picture of me in a bikini when i was on this awesome vacation and then the girls like blurred out in the back it's like okay (laughs) well clearly this is not to wish your friend a happy birthday this is to look at my ass while i'm in cabo (laughs) <laughs> well, I just wanted to like get into the argument of like, dude, my 92, I don't, I don't know the exact age. I think he's 92. My grandpa made like a collage on Facebook for my, like a 92 year old dude. Like, and I was thinking about like, sweet. like when we, but when we're at the age of like, like you see the, like our friends posting now for each other's birthdays and it's like, you know, someone throwing up at a bar, like someone yeah. running through the street wasted. Like when we're 60, 70 years old, are we like posting for our friends, like playing bridge? You know, like what the fuck I are we doing? Like, we're going to make we're gonna make video I memes. I think, I yeah. think. I think we honestly probably will because we grew up in that generation of like. It, that it was I know like, that's what I'm saying. So we probably will end up doing that, or at least most people will. But like, I mean, my mom posts it all the time. She shares stuff, like, but she's mainly through Facebook. She doesn't do anything through like Instagram or anything crazy like that. But, dude, I'll, I feel like I'm gonna be posting when I'm 65. But here's the thing: is like your friends, you're not gonna have this the, the same amount of friends that you are. When <laughs> I plan I plan to have if not more friends. Oh god, here we go. Well no, but I was I was gonna say like the the shit that like we're posting about our friends and each other at twenty-five, you know, we're posting like our, what what twenty-five year olds do. So are we yeah. making like are people gonna be making are we seeing birthday collages of people like <laughs> you know in a nursing home like oh my god, Justin Justin so happy birthday to my crazy friend Justin, you're sixty five, like with a fucking drink in your hand and a cane. Right, well, I hope hand. so. That's that I'm the not sh- in a nursing the, home at sixty five. The shuffleboard but. champion. Yeah, like I'm just imagining, like I'm imagining no. our grandparents like posting for each other's birthdays. Like if our grandparents yeah, had yeah, social yeah. media, 
you know no that'd be hilarious and no max back to like how how you get cringe when like people post like about social media instagram and stuff I, we could edit this out if it doesn't come out well but it's my boy josh bologna's birthday today um or it was yesterday i'm sorry and uh somebody posted on his and now i'm okay with this if it's your friend's birthday and you throw out like an instagram story or something like that he could repost it love that all for it this guy's jewish by the way this kid this guy josh and they posted a Bologna? video of, like you know like the zohan movie where he's like da- where he's like dancing yeah to, so like well i'm gonna show it to you guys and hopefully it comes the disco out well, but, disco uh, yeah. uh. just wasted <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that see that 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 fits the criteria. That's just of the guy's guy. That's okay. just of the guy dancing. It's his birthday, right? Yep. It's I'm not saying some hot I, guy with abs next to him. Right. It's not someone flexing, <laughs> going like "Happy birthday" to my G on my left, and the guy's yeah. all yoked and stuff. It's okay. like, dude, you post that picture for yourself, not for your yeah, buddy's uh, birthday. Yes. Okay. 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 I didn't understand what you. Okay. Yeah. Hundred percent. I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's cut the shit here, is, though, Max. If you had abs of steel. <laughs> Well, oh, hold on. It's actually <laughs> funny you say that. Do you remember in Israel there was a picture of like of Ty because Ty uh, Ty Modio yeah, never yeah. wore a shirt, just had absolutely <laughs> jacked. I photoshopped my face over him and was sending it out to everyone, saying, "Look how look how great I look." <laughs> <laughs> I love Israel. <laughs> Israel's great. Yeah, enough, enough about the abs, boys. Um, <laughs> None of us even have any in here. Well, exactly. well, here's here's the better question. Laz, if I ever have waterboard abs, yeah, I I have set myself up so I cannot do that because of how much shit that I talk about people who do it. So I how about this? Say, I was gonna say, yeah, for for if my I, birthday when you have a six pack, right? If I ever have six pack and you see me do that, you both have permission to slap me as hard as hard as you want in the face. Deal. Um, but back to our guest, boys, Jared Freed. We know he's an amazing stand-up comedian. Wanted to ask you boys if you guys could if you guys think that you could ever do stand up comedy comedy <laughs> stand up comedy if you guys could ever do stand up comedy for like thirty minutes twenty minutes um, or do you think you just like get booed off the stage or get like too embarrassed? So two years ago, my fantasy football group like this was the punishment like to do stand up at an open bar. Yeah, and the two kids who lost never did it. Like that's how bad I think this punishment is. Like I had to go to. Uh, or two of my friends had to go take the ACT at our high school, like when they were 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's whatever. But like this punishment, I could not stay. Dude, being a Sam comedian to me is so crazy. And like, we didn't talk about this to Jared really, but you're literally up there, like knowing these people are like not forcing themselves, but they're there to laugh at you. Like, yeah, yeah. Like if you say something that's just not fun, that must be the most discouraging. Well, thing I feel like, yeah. yeah, like early on in uh, like, I'm sure like a standups like career, I'm sure like the first like couple of times, it's like probably the most nerve wracking thing ever. But then it's yeah. just like anything as you do more, you get, you gain your craft, you know, like if somebody doesn't pick up on a joke, they're easy to transition to another thing or something like that. But dude, I could never, never. I feel no. like, like what dude, pu- I'm thinking like public speaking class back in college and back in the day. Like I was such, I'm, I was such a good public speaker, like love talking in front of people. But when it came to like jokes, I would just get like so fucking just destroyed if somebody didn't think some of my thing was funny and just fall apart. It sucks. So it's the worst feeling. So I've actually done it. Uh, I set up a, you know how like Comedy Central does a roast. Like, yeah, were you roasted? So no, no, no. I set it up, <laughs> but like okay. I was roasted as being the guy. Like if you set like set it yeah, up, yeah, everyone yeah. took a yeah. jab at me. So I was the guy who would like come up and like before I brought someone on up to the stage to roast people, I had to go and take jabs, kind of be a, 
a stand-up comedian. It's a tradition to this day. I started it, so it's been going on for seven years. So I guess I did a pretty good job being it. So I guess I was successful. Was there an audience? Yeah, it was everyone in our fraternity. So there was like 70 people there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Completely different. That's fraternity. That's the boys. That's yeah, but if you're not funny, they they like they'll, yeah, they'll like, throw they, shit at they'll you. They'll shit on you, but that's your boy shitting on you. You're like, oh, come on. Like, if I'm have like, it's different. But then again, I, I also think it's a different type of like person. Like, I feel like some people they like, could be really good at stand up, but like not actually that funny in like a real life, you know, at a bar situation. Oh, and there's the you know, to be, I'm always to be like fair. telling. I'm sorry, Max. I'm always like telling like some of my friends like yo like you could be easily be like a stand up comedian, but then who knows they can get in front of a mic and just have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. But but to be fair, what makes it easier what I did versus actually being a stand up comedian is there's a lot of inside jokes, so it's a lot yeah. easier to like kind of like rattle it off. Like if it gets if it gets like super quiet, like there's always that one guy that's like the fall guy punch punchline. You could say something to everyone will laugh. But if you don't know anyone and you're doing a very general comedy type thing then it's it's a lot tougher well, that was yeah, your point I, yes, that was your point cap right yeah well yeah i mean like saying on that same topic like i was just thinking like how much it benefits to have like a good audience in the crowd or like somebody with like like an absolutely contagious laugh like one of my boys like i'm sure you guys have friends who just like they don't have to say anything they just laugh and you're immediately laughing with them it doesn't have to be funny it doesn't have to be anything but you immediately start crying so, you guys like, got to watch seinfeld <laughs> why is there something in seinfeld yeah, uh, Jerry, Jerry's a comedian. So uh, Kramer went and Kramer has that contagious laugh exactly what the way you described it. And I'll, I'll get the clip and send it to you guys. But he stands in there and it backfires on Jerry. Yeah, I would love to see that. Yeah, I'll send it to I you would guys. definitely butcher like doing stand up. I wouldn't be funny. No, no. But then again, that's what I'm talking about. All you need is that one contagious laugh in the audience and you're chilling. I agree. Mm. Agreed. Um, on another topic, though, you want to talk a little hockey for a second? Because what the fuck is going on with the Buffalo Sabres? I saw your tweet last night, like, and yeah. I'm just like, dude, <laughs> like, this is the biggest joke I've ever seen. This is a, this is like, I haven't seen this long of a losing streak in a long time. In, in my- uh, I saw it last year for my team, but um, at Mercyhurst, we lost like 17 in a row. But <laughs> okay, I said, did you not hear me say the National Hockey League? No, you stepped away from the mic there for a sec, but uh. Dude, like I, I threw that, I threw that bet out there. I honestly thought they were gonna win. The Flyers have looked like shit, and Brian Elliott was starting. I was like, tonight's tonight, the Sabers gonna win. And they're up three nothing. I stopped paying attention to the game, checked my phone, they lost. I was like, oh my god, like there is literally no hope for this team. Like they yeah. fucking suck. You think there's people out there that are consistently betting the Sabers until they win? Like they're just like, all right, this is the night. Like I was gonna, gonna consider, I was gonna consider doing that to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> they're due at some point, right? Like yeah. I don't know, but I also want to give a shout out to two former guests and friends of ours, Dave Starman and Colby Cohen, college hockey frozen four coming up. It's been awesome to watch them on TV. We actually, on the other podcast, I, I work with everything college hockey. We had Colby on this week and he just roasted me a couple of times in the, uh, in the interview. So check that out on Friday, but um, frozen four cap, who, who thinks to win? Yeah, honestly, I'm hoping for Mankato to make, uh, a little splash they've obviously made a splash of so far this is the most games they've won they didn't even win this is like their first like ncaa win you know that was their first college win yeah spectacular but a little wcha pride who are you going for though obviously umass i mean i, I think they're unstoppable <laughs> Dude, obviously a biased so, a biased pick so so good but um also uh involving Starman, it's funny like we have a nice lounge in the locker room and like when he was on we were watching the game obviously especially that five overtime game which was insane mm-hmm. And like we have a bunch of college guys in the team, Lamin, shout out Lamin and them. Walking yeah, by, no, they see Starman. They're like, "Oh, it's Starman, college, love him." And I'm like, "So, 
just so you know that everybody loves you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got UMass too. I have a UMass hockey shirt, so I gotta, I gotta ride. <laughs> you gotta rep the boys. <laughs> gotta ride. And Laz went there. Um, you get into the shirt. It's my shirt, man. Yeah, it's my <laughs> shirt. <laughs> you guys want to get into a little Oyve action? Yeah, lead us off. So I don't know if you guys saw big UFC fight went on this past weekend. Uh, Francis Ngannou versus Stipe Miocic, two of the most uh, talented heavyweights, crazy, huge, just massive human beings. Um, man, it was just it was just absolutely wild. I just wanted to bring that up. Um, the guy Francis Ngannou knocked out. He's the new UFC champion. I know you guys are big UFC guys. I don't know if you guys saw it. Regardless, it was unbelievable. And then also, shout out to our boy, Austin Albrecht for fucking not hitting me up while he was in Texas. Shout out also to Jeff Baum, Mr. Baum Sr. So I saw the picture, obviously, on Instagram that you saw as well, posted with uh, Albie and his buddy getting the car. I'm like, oh, I guess Austin's in in Texas. I, I text him. He goes, oh, my flight's today at 12. Sorry. I completely forgot you were here. I go, yeah, typical Albie fashion. Louisville <laughs> Autoplex, dude. Shout out to one of our OG sponsors. Yep, of course. All day, ride or die bombers. Um, but what do you got, Maxi? Little Oy Vey this week. Um, well, it's, it's, it's good. It's a good day. Um, <laughs> Mets, Mets, Mets opening day is Thursday. I don't know if you guys have seen what, uh, the owner's been tweeting, Steve Cohen. I kind of love it. Um, they're trying to extend Francisco Lindor. It's like the best shortstop in the league that the Mets just acquired. And, um, he's like reaching out. He's like teasing Mets fans. I think it's a done deal. A lot of people are getting worried because they keep going back and forth, and they have to get the deal done. Sorry, Max. To the Max. To the Mets have like a, uh, a like a fight song. Like I'm thinking, like where are the Mets? Where are the Mets? Where are the? It's Mets? like meet the Mets, right? Meet the Mets. Yeah, it's meet the Mets. Um, sorry, my uh, someone texted me, and I didn't turn off my dink, so I'm sorry about that. But they have to get the deal done before opening day, so a lot of Mets are panicking. But it makes us feel good that the owner is like joking about it to the Met fans like you think he'll accept like what do you guys think all this stuff I enjoy it I I do see the Mets Twitter a lot because I follow a lot of Mets fans and everything and I'm not a huge baseball guy everyone knows that but I I can't wait to the day that Mets fans turn on Steve Cohen because you know it's gonna it's gonna happen like one day like this is all fun and games now but if the Mets fucking come out and suck oh oh 100 percent the thing is he's a king if they win yeah but He's an the worst idiot. person ever and an idiot when they lose 100, yeah. 100%. Yeah. But you know what? To, to survive in, uh, in New York, like Namath, Joe Namath was not a good quarterback. If you look at his stats, but he was cocky and he won. And now he's uh he's a King in New York. Mm-hmm. Steve Cohen wins. He's uncle Stevie forever. The that's Mets are going to start off. The Mets are going to start off three and seven on the year. Well, that's the opposite of how they usually start off. So I'll take it. <laughs> I actually heard that's the best bet ever in sports. Mets opening day. Oh, 100. They, oh, yeah. okay. L word of the yeah. fucking year. Mets opening day since 1970. They are 39 and 12. They're going to lose now because we said it, but. Yep. No, L word. We, we, didn't, we didn't say we didn't say the other word. That's true. Yeah. I'll bet it. DeGrom on the mound. Yep, of course. Yep, I'll bet it. I'll bet it. That's One of the three wins the first nine games. Um, I'm going to go into mine. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. Uh, I've been interviewing for jobs, obviously, you know, like the last couple of weeks. And today I did one through Hireview. Have you guys heard of that? No. So it's it's a job interview, but 
they like give you five questions and you record yourself answering them. So it's not a conversation. It's you just like talking to the computer. But the fucked up thing about it is that you can record as many times as you want. So I'm like, okay, this is a job interview. I'm going to make sure my answer is perfect. I sat here for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> like every, everything, every, every answer I had, if I messed up, like saying one thing, I was like, oh my God, I got to restart it now. Like it was so annoying to answer five questions. It took me like three hours. I had, sure. I had an assignment very similar to it, but you weren't able to like re-record yourself. So they would ask you a question you would have two minutes and the camera was on. So like, if you didn't know, you were like trying to look up notes and stuff, they would see you doing it. It's actually but I like that better. Cause I was like prepared for an actual interview. And this was like, like I was trying to be too good. You know, I wasn't like just talking to somebody. Right. Yeah. What if they, what if they're, that, that's a test. It's all a test. They, they see how many times I, I redo. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, they could. They they're, could. Not yeah. looking, they're not looking for the perfect one. They're looking yeah. for the, the, the first yeah, take. Could, Kev, could you imagine on one of the questions it was like submitted 57 tries? <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm, I'm not even kidding. My mom, I know she listens to this. My mom's going to be like, I told you, you fucking suck at interviewing or whatever. She's going to come home and like rip me apart for this. But dude, it, but like, think about it. I mean, it was like so mentally weird. Just like, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not kidding. I, I think on the second question, I, I submitted 11 different videos. Well, not submitted, but did 11, 11 times. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I really hope they have like a system that's that shows it. Like, yeah, I, I hope they don't because I need the job. But <laughs> um, that's all oh, I've got. Man, yeah. that's so funny. Before we kick it over to Jared, I know he loves his bagels, and we do too. And we want to talk about one of our wonderful sponsors, Bagel Boss. When thinking about Long Island bagels, there's nobody else you want to think about besides Bagel Boss. They got everything you need. We hope you use them for Passover. If not, I'm sure they got some extra matzo ball soup for you. Um, but you ship out of state, they got whatever you need. They'll do it. Follow them, their website, bagelofthemonth.com. And please don't forget to use our code LATKA for 10% off. That's LATKA for 10% off. Before we do kick it over to Jared, I do have to wish a very happy birthday to my little lady, Ellie. Um, <laughs> I call her my little brother or my like sister or whatever, but uh, got to wish her happy birthday because I know she would say something if I didn't. Yes. Happy birthday, Ali. Happy, happy birthday. The locker room to you. No, I don't. Oh, like yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, Ali. Well, I also want to warn you guys that I'm, I have to do a song. Like I said in the beginning, the, the birthday post, I got to do one for her birthday. So feel free to rip me in the comments. I'll be sure to comment on you. Um, yeah. Comment on it. Comment on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yep. Let's send it over to Jared. Or let's do, do you want to say something? No, 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 no. I'm good. Right. I was going to say we hope you guys enjoy the interview. Let's do it. Our second recurring guest who recently released his new comedy special on YouTube called Socially Distance, of course. Welcome back to the Locker Room Podcast. Basically a family member at this point, Jared Freed. Jared, what's up? Dudes, thank you for having me back. It is, it is a pleasure to see how you've grown. I've been watching this podcast from afar. It feels like mishpucha. <laughs> um i feel like i'm i feel like you guys and i don't want to sound like i'm anybody but like <laughs> when i i came on you guys were very nice to invite me i remember it was like almost a year ago actually if we think about it mm -hmm. um but i remember like 
I, you know, it's always cool to go on when the podcast starts and see what it becomes. And it's, uh, I'm proud of you guys doing all these, you know, Adam Schefter, you had, uh, what's his name? The guy who, uh, from the <laughs> Seth Greenberg. Yeah. yeah. Look, Ruthie I Polinsky. Like I, I, Ruthie Polinsky. I just sound <laughs> like I'm naming camp friends right now. Yeah. Um, I, the Seth Greenberg was my favorite when you guys did very little research to know if his kid was bat mitzvah or not, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm a fan. I, I, I gotta say, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you guys. Appreciate you. Thank you. Seriously. And it's funny because we were talking about it before you were our like fourth interview. I think that we did. And like, we weren't even face to face. We did it all through Zencaster, like on the phone. You couldn't even see each other, but yeah. you asked us on that episode, if you were the worst athlete that we've had on, and it's funny because we haven't even seen tape yet. So we've had 65 guests about now. And I think you might still be the worst athlete. I'm the worst athlete. I Listen, I, I told you, I was like, I think you've misbooked. Um, <laughs> but I, I think I could take on Shefty in a, in a foot race. I don't know. I think I could, I could take, I, I could beat Seth. No, Seth Greenberg was like a real player. Like I think he, like, <laughs> he was like a real D1 basketball player. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think I could take Shefty in a, in a, you know, maybe like a like an MMA fight or something. Even though he's he's a big dude, I don't know. Maybe so he's pretty jacked. Yeah, but it's good to be. You know, listen. Thanks for bringing me back. I'm happy I made my time made made some time for you guys for you guys to challenge my athleticism. I'm really happy. <laughs> and where are you, Jared? Where are you right now? I mean, you like you got your your vodka OJ. Sorry, your your flavored vodka vodka. You got your Hawaiian shirt on. You're not in Florida, are you? I'm in Florida, Boca, baby. I'm at the Jewish consulate. Oh, the Boca bitches love it. That's right. I'm in Boca. My parents live down here. I can't. I've come down here a bunch since the, since it got cold in New York. I was like, when I couldn't walk to get a cup of coffee, that was when my mental health was going to be really affected by everything. And so I was like, let me come down here. My parents have an extra little bedroom here, and I got a car and. I can go to the beach and just stare at the ocean, old man in the sea style. So it's, it's been nice. I, I, I like the vibe down here, but I'm ready for like New York to start up again. You know what I mean? It is. It's coming back. I mean, I've been going in like every weekend now. And I mean, the, like today was like 70 degrees. I ran with the t-shirt on. It was like the best feeling ever. You were in the city? Well, no, today I was, I was home on Long Island, but the city has been great. I mean, the outdoor bars are coming back. Like it's been a good time. There's some life to it. I was there last week and I agree. Like there's optimism. I think mm. people are getting vaccinated. People are, you know, it's, it's getting, you know, it's, it's coming back. I, I agree with you. I think like, as far as like what the world will be, who knows, but I do think New York was going to have some sort of vibe this summer, like a fun vibe. I think the expectations are definitely very high. Like people think it's going to be the best summer ever because like everyone's vaccinated now. But like last summer was still kind of fun in a sense, like depending on what you did. I think the the, the difference will be that, and I, again, like I thank you for mentioning the special, but like so much of this year was not about, was about the pandemic, but also about, you know, for, for a lot of us and a lot of the people that listen to this podcast, a lot of people that listen to my podcast, they're in the land of luxury issues. Like a lot of us, maybe you dealt with like someone, a family member passing, but like most of us dealt with like your life being kind of just askew, you know, just not the same. And the social pressures of like, who's okay with me going to an outdoor bar right now? 
which friend, you know, all of us kind of lived in fear of one person on social media that we knew would be mad at us for doing something that was in the gray. Everyone had to make decisions this year that were pretty uncomfortable. And I think like maybe one time a week to make that decision like is okay. But for a whole year, you start to lose your mind and you start to get annoyed and you start. And I think all of us were like, I think a lot of people were more afraid socially than they were of the disease. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And it's funny that you do say that because I mean, you, you, you kind of praised us a little bit just now saying how you watch us grow, but also like after we had you on, I think, you know, I speak for all three of us where we kind of became bigger fans of you that we like got to oh, talk to you personally. I mean, I walk around my house saying fucking jtrainpodcast.gmail.com, jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> but, but something that you do is you do give great advice on just how our generation like interacts with social media. And one thing like kind of stuck out to me is that, you know, at least for me and my friends and maybe just like, you know, people my age in general was that there was definitely a period of time where we were almost afraid of like posting just because we didn't want to be associated with certain people who posted a certain thing. You know, sure. especially with the election stuff going on, like there was definitely a lot of opinionated kind of posts. And I think everyone, like if you posted something, like if you liked a tweet of somebody who was associated with something, you were tar- like targeted or categorized as that kind of person. Or you just felt that that opened you up to it. Like, I do think like I agree with you like this, but we're afraid of ghosts right now. Like the person that you're describing, like maybe you think there's someone in your life that would be calling you out but like you don't even know if that person really exists maybe everyone's just afraid for themselves and it's like it's just just this general distrust and you know things everything's heavy now just like you said like everything means something three levels beyond what we thought it meant and that's exhausting mentally anxiety wise like anxiety is at a all-time high babies pregnancies are at an all-time low hope is at an all-time low so these things all matter like and i think the one thing that would i and i appreciate that you like the advice but the advice doesn't come from a place of me being better than anyone like i've never like i'm not beyond the things the guys are doing a lot of the times in the emails so that's why i'm not looking to say i'm like better than anyone but I am looking to say that everything matters. So the person that liked a bunch of your Instagram pictures, that matters. It's way easier to not be vulnerable and go, well, it's stupid. What do you care? Yo, I care. You know, like uh, someone the other day, I was talking with my brother and some friends and um, I was talking about negative tweets and my brother was like, just don't read it. And it's like, no, 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 no. Anything you see, you digest. It goes through your eyes, through your brain, down through your stomach, and you shit it out. So <laughs> you have to, and you have to feel it, whether you can ignore it or not. I can see a lot of things. I'm like that person, and I can rationalize it. It's mental gymnastics that you're doing, and we're all doing it. Like it's, and everything matters. Like, and I think right now, you know, a big thing is all of us are like, leveling our problems too we're like well my problem's not as big as that person's problem is not as big as that person's problem so i matter less no these are all problems these are all real things like you got to talk to people about well it's funny last episode we talked about making burner twitter accounts would you consider doing that or no never (laughs) i i think 
I would never do it because I think um, I think in the, in 2021, honesty is the best policy, even if the honesty is icky, because mm-hmm. the internet will always out you. Like we found Kevin Durant. Wouldn't you think that Kevin Durant has enough money to like figure that out? To like, it's always the cover up and never the crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I could put I completely agree with that. And Jared, I wanted to go back to your uh, your special socially distance, of course, just real quick. I feel like you and South Park cracked the code, like making jokes about the pandemic and making jokes about that shit. You know what I mean? That's that's the highest. That's the nicest <laughs> compliment I've literally ever gotten. Um, Justin, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Cause I think South Park is, is it like, yeah. is it like, and, and South Park is so great because it's where I identify. It's the middle. It's, it's the, it's kind of the godless people that have no team. That's just looking a snipe. Like South Park doesn't go on the air and go, we're a Democrat, you know, we're a Republican show, we're a Democrat show. They're just snipers. Just tell us, where should we make the joke? That, and that's what, the, to me, the best comedians in the world have no team. They just say, that house is on fire. Here's why I think it's on fire. And, you know, again, thank you. That's way too nice of a compliment. But I, I did try to say in the special, like, Listen, I empathize. My parents are people that were like angry that I wasn't working. And I had to go to my parents like, yeah, there's no comedy clubs open. Like I had to like explain that to them. But then I came down to Florida and they're sitting at a restaurant where an 80 year old woman is wearing a mask in a wheelchair inside. If someone in New York saw that 80 year old woman in a a wheelchair, they'd be like, they'd shit their pants like (laughs) a sight unseen. Because New York, the atmosphere is just different. You're a product of your atmosphere. Your 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 empathy is a product of your atmosphere. So it was interesting to like see the perspective of Florida. And I talk about it in the special, but like if you see both perspectives and you love both people, then you go, oh, here's the funny part that's kind of taking a jab at both of them. I was just say, speaking of the special and speaking of your parents, what did they think of the coming on grandma joke? I mean, I, like <laughs> Jewish parents are cool. Like we talk about sex and everything, but I mean, like, come on, you're talking about coming on grandma in the back. That was a little, come on. I, I was more, the coming on grandma thing, <laughs> I think. It felt like, honestly, listening to it, it felt like that. Um, Cause you kept like adding shit onto it. It felt like, yeah. oh, it was like, what's the next one? And then it was like, all right, bang, let's end it with that. Thank God I didn't watch my grandparents. It would have been really awkward. I, if my grandma well, thought we were come on her. <laughs> I, I I think my parents actually loved it. I, I they you know they were super. My parents are all you know they they know that like they were they liked it because they I think they like when that it was so well done. Like it, it's a special on YouTube, but like you can airplay that on your TV and it looks just like a Netflix special. So I think like they're like kind of you know you know parents are they're they're okay with the glitz of it. You know like they like like the the, the veneer. I think they knew the point I was trying to make. Like my parents agree with that point. Like the idea (laughs) that you're a bad person because you went out and you're defending yourself before people even accuse you of anything. Like, Mm. you know, but you know, come rag Nana, like what's more fun than (laughs) saying that on stage to a bunch of people, you know? No, totally. Very relatable. (laughs) Right. 
Jared, I, th- I think it's pretty remarkable how you kind of like embrace the grind of being a stand-up comedian. Like, I mean, you perform in like all different places, you know, you perform in little shitholes, everything like that. Sure. Do you kind of alter your act, I guess, compared like with the audience that you have, like specific areas? I don't alter my act. So like, especially this year, like, listen, if you're a stand-up, you're not above anything because you come from, you start not above anything. So like, it's very much like going back. Like I was doing shows outside this summer and it bought, you know, like backyards and in, on rooftops and, and wineries. And I, none of it was a surprise. It was like, it almost felt like I was like, I right, back to the beginning again, because I was doing shows like that. Like when you're first starting out, you're doing open mics at bars where they have the TV on behind you and someone's wearing a Rangers jersey being like, shut the fuck up. I want to watch the game. You know, yep. like that is how you start. That's the origin story of every good comic. So the idea of like, okay, you're going to be out in a winery performing and some woman's going to have a cooler and offer you her famous apple pie, even though there's a pandemic and she's going <laughs> to hand it to you with her hand, no glove. Like that is, to me, that pumps me up. Like, I'm sure you guys get that way with hockey. Like where you're like, Oh shit. This is like, this is like peewees. This is like, you know, this is like, Oh shit. I've done this before. I'm almost proud of it. And then, like I did a show on the street outside of a Italian bakery the, like a week ago because I got to get my reps in, you know, like I'm not above that shit. I got to, I got to fucking get this shit out of me so I can have the next hour so I can have an even better special. So like um, when it comes to like changing material, I think the one thing I, I never change material, but I always have to acknowledge the situation I'm in. And I think that's a big part of standup is like, if you're doing a show in West Palm for a sold out show at the improv, okay, you're a star. You can sing, dance and dust. If you're on the street outside of an Italian bakery, hey, um, what the fuck is this? Like, and then they introduce you and they go, this guy, oh, we're so lucky. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking so lucky you're here to like fucking <laughs> listen to me. Like, who am I? Yeah, exactly. I'm doing this for free. Give me a fucking anything. So like, so I think it's like an acknowledgement of where you are, what's going on in the world. Like when I started, the reason I did this special is because you can't just go on stage during a pandemic and go, so dating, right? Yeah. Like I would sound (laughs) like an idiot. Like, so I moved in with my girlfriend. No, (laughs) no. There's a fucking pandemic going on and I'm performing on a street corner. Talk yeah. about that. And, and jokes come from that because we're sharing an experience right now. Like we're all sharing a major life moment and it is worth connecting about. Like I was talking the other day, like the, this new joke I was doing was like, can you believe there are couples that have uh, been together a year, but have never been to a bar together? Yeah. That's like, crazy. That's crazy. Like Mm -hmm. someone out there thinks they love someone who they've never seen call a bartender over at a large, at a loud bar. Like that's crazy. Yeah. You don't, you don't know somebody loves you until you see him get shit faced black out of the bar. And then you'd be like, okay, I can deal with this guy. Exactly. Or like, or watch them go, Hey, 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 to a bartender with their credit (laughs) card in the air. And it's like, Oh, I'm with this douchebag, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. That's, 
That's tough. <laughs> Jared, you mentioned uh, the lady gave you apple pie or whatever like that after the show or something like that. Do you, uh, during the show. During it was show. during the show. She literally opened up a cooler. It was like July during the pandemic. And she's like, do you want some honey? And I was like, I don't think this is allowed. Like, I was like, does Fauci okay with this? You know, well, can I eat your cobbler? I'm assuming you get asked by people after the show all the time that'll go out to the bar, grab a couple of drinks with you and shit like that. Funny story, real quick. I was on a cruise ship. This is like when I was first introduced to comedy shows. Was like the comedians on cruise ships and so comedians. So cruise ships. If it, 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 let me before you get into this, cruise <laughs> ships. Cruise ships are so it's this weird thing of like when you're a stand-up comedian, it's just very hard to find consistency. And I'm very thankful for the podcast that I have, and like I have Patreon that's like very good to me, um, and I put out a good product there. But it is. That is one of those things where it used to be that the only consistency was to become a cruise ship comedian. And so they became kind of a punchline to comedians because it was an idea that you're like giving up on the hustle. Nowadays, me as a comedian, if a cruise ship wanted to book me, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Like I have a buddy who does it like six months out of the year. He's living in Hawaii. I'm like, yeah, that's of course. So like I, I get the old joke, but I think nowadays it's looked upon a little bit more fonder and so but some of these and some of these boats have like legit clubs like oh, like yeah. they built out clubs so but i i, I want to make sure people know that like cruise ship comedy is a thing and you have to be oh, yeah. completely clean you ha- and they'll do like a dirty show once a week but you have to be able to do you have to send in an hour tape so i have a friend who does cruise sh- cruise shows and he was going to recommend me and he goes if you can get an hour clean on tape and send it to me <laughs> <laughs> then you can do it. And I was like, well, the Cumrag Nana joke yeah, works. You know? I was just going to say that. <laughs> the first one you post. Yeah. I'll send them. Yeah. That's but, awesome. but I, I do go clean, but like, I, I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. You know, like I I'm young and mobile enough, but I, so you were on a cruise and that was when you got introduced to comedy. <laughs> yeah. So that was like the main like introduction to comedy. But um, on, on top of that, the, the, they, they do have, it was like, um, a morning or like an afternoon clean show and then a night show that like yeah. only 21 and older can get into whatever but you have um, to be able to do yeah both morning show to get the job and the, yeah. and they pay super well like it's a great gig yeah so um so on the cruise ship um i was with my girlfriend her parents um her dad big irish guy loves to drink um, we're sitting front row of the comedy show and this guy's unbelievable. This guy's hilarious. After the show, my girlfriend's dad, we're going to the steakhouse tomorrow night. Please join us. Blah, blah, blah. We go to the steakhouse, have a great time. This guy's hilarious. Whatever. He comes he to the steakhouse. Comes to the steakhouse the next Oh night. shit. I don't eat like, cause there's a lot of weird rules with cruise, uh, cruise comics. They're not even like allowed to drink. I don't think, but well, go well, ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, it's a good, good thing. We're not name dropping this guy. Cause I have no idea. <laughs> um, so we're at the dinner, great meal, whatever the next my girlfriend's dad who if he likes the guy when he's drinking he'll do anything for him so sure um the guy needs a ride to his hotel the next day we're getting off the ship so the next morning we're all hung over <laughs> we go through we get off the ship we're in the car we're five minutes back from coral springs and all of a sudden the comedian calls us hey you still you, where are you you outside i'm waiting for you <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we end up apologizing to him i believe my girlfriend's dad called him like an uber to the ship or something like that it was it was all fun and games. So back to that, have you? What's like the craziest thing have have uh, as somebody like brought you somewhere after the show or offered you something after a show? Or oh, I've got you know I get offered a lot of shots, which is nice. Um, 
Or just like you ever go out to the bar with some like some some people after, and then just these guys these guys are just fucking. The pro here's the problem is after a show I don't drink that much. Like if I drink before a show, it's like the late show, and I'll have a drink, and then I'll have one on stage. Um, but the the audience is so far ahead of me that and they have to have two drinks at the show, and they usually have three. And they've had a couple before and now I'm at like drink two and they're at drink like seven. (laughs) So it's like, it's always like one of these things. I'll tell you a story. One time I was uh, opening for a comic who it was is not important, but the comic uh, comes off stage. So when you're an opener, you kind of, I kind of disappear. It's not my show. And so I kind of like stand by the bar and I'm having a beer or whatever, having a drink. The guy, uh, the the headliner is doing pictures with everybody and he gets with this one group and they're fucking wasted. Okay. (laughs) They're like gone. And the, and I did a good job before him and they were like, yo, get over here. Come on, get in the picture. You know, like they're like hammered. So I walk over. Yeah, sure. I'll get in the picture. So we all get in the picture and the one dude, you know, we all have our arms around each other and the one dude has his arm around me and he takes his ass, puts it on my thigh and farts directly <laughs> into my thigh. It was, and it was like a big fart. Like it wasn't <laughs> like, I felt the fart go from his asshole into my thigh. And I look at him and I go, dude, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and he goes, I farted like your jokes. And uh, I'm like, I don't even have a fucking fart yeah. joke. I don't know what you're talking about. He, he then goes, oh, well, and we're just sitting in this fart. <laughs> and it starts smelling so bad. And we're in like a big group picture. And I just sat there. In the fart, like, and I was like, and he's like, oh, sorry, man, whatever. And like, starts laughing. And now we just took a bit. That's like offensive. That is like, 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 I was like, this is like, really like a a moment. Because you go, well, say something, do something. I'm not going to fight him. I'm just like, like, I'm there. I I want him to be like, I'm like, please follow me on Instagram. Like, I'm like begging. Thanks for farting, by the way. Yeah, thanks for doing that. Yeah, yeah. What a fucking dick. And that's not the first time that happened. There was a second time, and I still do this joke during shows sometimes, depending if I get to it or not. I talk about liking a finger in the butt during a blowjob. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm out there on that. I always, I talk about it on podcasts, whatever. A dude and a woman who are married, who I went to college with, they're like, let's take a picture after the show. Oh, so no. I'm like, cool. We go to take a picture with him and his and the and I know them for years. And they've been messaging me. And they go, Oh, you gotta get our friend in too. He loved you. And the friend gets in the picture and he's drunk. And he, this guy, we all put our arms around each other again. He takes <laughs> his finger, shoves it up my ass, and I go, What the fuck are you doing? And he goes, oh, I, I, there's a name for it. I don't know what the name is. There's a, there's a. <laughs> like the credit card thing or whatever. Not the credit, credit card thing. 
What do they call it? There's like a name for it. My uh, friends called it a shover upper. I don't know if that's what not it is. a shover upper. Red that, rocket? No, I'm just not the red rocket. There's a name. Cherry top. Like, I I I stooped you like it was like some sort of like <laughs> yeah with some sort of weird. And excuse me if that's a bad phrase. I don't know what that what he said, but he was like, "I got you." Yeah. And I go, dude, what the fuck? You just shoved your finger up my. I don't even fucking know you. And he goes, he goes, it's like your joke. And I'm like, yeah, my joke doesn't assault someone. Like, <laughs> it involves a blowjob. You didn't. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Where's the yeah. fucking your knees? Dude, yeah, and he's like, he's like, no, it's just a joke. And I go, okay. And we get back to do the picture again. And he does it again. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I got to go. Goodbye. I didn't know what to say. And I get a message from the college friend. And he's like, hey, man, thank you so much. Uh, and I wrote back. I go, your, your buddy fucking shoved his finger up my ass. <laughs> I, I go, it's kind of weird. But that's his thing. And yeah. he goes, oh, you know, you know, he's like one of those guys. I'm like, no, I, I, I think that I, I feel like really offended by this whole situation. And but this happens. This is the thing. People. People take your jokes and believe that you're on their wavelength or we've known each other. Like if I knew him 100 years and we did that to each other, I would get it. But like. Dude, I think that's insane. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think I think the second time might have been your fault. You should have known, right? Why when you put should, the arm, right when you put the arms around each other, you'd be like, you should have had like flashbacks, like, oh god, something's coming, it's coming again. They, listen, you shouldn't be blaming the victim in this situation because yeah, I believe I, I was the victim in this situation. That's well, it's also a good thing that you noted this because I'm coming to see you live in like two weeks, so now I know not to fart in you or finger. Yeah. Don't do either of those things. I, I listen. If you fire me, I would get. I would think it's funny because I told the story. The finger of the butt thing. I just like. I couldn't. I was like. I couldn't believe it. Like, I'm not like horrified by this experience, but I'm like, I can't believe the way people. You know, the thing is, if you can make someone laugh, you have connected with them. Like, hmm. if you, you know, like if people laugh with you, if you laugh at someone, you like. You. So I do understand. Like, I have empathy. Again, like I have. Like, you know, I'm not looking to like say this guy should be gone off the face of the earth but like i'm not gonna be like buddies with them yeah laz, laz you should uh you should get like five of your boys to go and just all bring whoopee cushions and just uh jared we gotta get a picture come on and just yeah, all yeah. fart at the same time <laughs> just bring a bunch of fart spray it's actually funny i wanted to ask you about like just like social interactions because i feel like um you know in your special that's a lot of like the topics you covered was how we interact with each other now and like one thing that I always feel that always like comes into my mind when I see people that I know in like the grocery store or wherever, like a public place, I don't know if I should like shake their hand or like hug or whatever. It's like the stepbrother sure. scene when Will Ferrell's like, and then just walks away, high you know, five. high five. <laughs> yeah. He just, he just walks away. But like, so that brings us to the point of the question though. Like, were there anything or any, any topics in your special that you kind of took out and didn't actually use that was relatable to, to what we've gone through? So what you're saying is correct. The handshake has almost become like divisive now. Yeah. Like some people force the handshake now and you can tell they're just like trying to let you know they're against what's going on. Like, which is insane. Like, like that's crazy. I had some bits that didn't, that I didn't end up doing. You know, you just, you work on a lot of things that you're trying. Like I had this whole thing that I, I still think is funny about how quickly stereotypes have changed. 
Like, like all of a sudden we had all these brand new stereotypes that started in like May. The world has changed socially in a huge way. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm a hugger. So everyone I see, I just automatically hug. And then like, I walk by them and then like, I overheard like a wife say to the husband, like, why do you hug you? And I was like, fuck, like, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> you know? I was, I was in an elevator in, I can't remember where I was, but I was in an elevator and this, I got in the elevator with a, but I, I totally lost myself. I, I got in an elevator and it was with a, a woman and her daughter and the little daughter was like probably seven years old. And I just walked in. I forgot to ask, like, is this okay? And, and that's on me. I feel bad about that. Mm. I felt bad. And I, and I remember the daughter looked up at the mom and was like, mommy. And, <laughs> and she's like, it's okay. It's okay. But obviously, you know, a, a, a seventh of her life has been pandemic life. So yeah. like to her, it's like nobody, you know, just us in the elevator. Like, these are all new things that you got to get used to. It's hard. I was, I thought like, and I, I'm in this boat where I'm like, I think things are getting better, but I don't think we're ever going to get over the anger we have for each other. Because last night I went to a yogurt place, Brendy's shout out Brendy's in in Boca. That's like the, the yogurt place in, in Boca. Um, I get like a million DMs from Jewish chicks being like, Oh, I love Brendy's. It's great. I go to Brendy's and I walk in and this dude and his girlfriend or wife or whatever, they pull up in a truck and they park basically in the middle of the street and they've got lights on the truck and they, you know, and they just look like you're like, Oh, oh come on. They walk in no mask. I walk in mask on. I stand all the way at the back of the store to kind of, not to like, I'm never going to say something because it's not my way, but I'm going to stand so far away that it looks like I'm avoiding it. Mm -hmm. And they get to the front. This other guy walks in and he's wearing a mask and he goes, and he looks right at me. He goes, can you believe this? Can you believe this? And I go, yeah, man, it's, it's a little bit wild. Like it's like, we've been doing this a year. Like, it's enough already. And then the, he lo- the guy looks at the yogurt guy and goes, Hey, are you going to serve them? Oh, and wow. then the yogurt guy goes, you got to put a mask on. The guy goes, Oh, you still doing that? <laughs> Takes his mask out of his pocket, but his girlfriend doesn't take, doesn't put on anything. Mm-hmm. And the guy next to me goes, does he think he's special? You think he's special, dude? You don't have to put it on. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm about to see a fucking brawl. Yep. And the girlfriend doesn't have it on. And the guy goes, no, we, yeah, I'm pretty special. And then he looks at the yogurt guy. He goes, do you have any vegan yogurts? And it's like, what? You're a <laughs> vegan anti-masker? Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, where did you come from? And then the girlfriend doesn't put it on. He goes, you're not going to put it on? <laughs> and then the guy goes, it, it, the, the guy who, the boyfriend goes, if you only knew why. And he goes, I don't give a fuck why. And it's like, I'm with the, I don't give a fuck why guy. I can't fathom a reason that you're vegan and she doesn't have to wear the mask. Like in what world? Like, and, and it's like, I think we're like stuck like this for a while. Like, I don't know. It, like, cause you could tell these were two people that believed just from the mask they believe two, they were two different people on everything. And I was with the guy yelling at him. I was like, I don't know how he could not, how, 
I don't know what his thought process is. Maybe he's against it. That's fine. I get that. But like to say that, like, you don't know her reason, like, I don't know where you're coming from. And it's like, how are we in the same yogurt place? You know, like, you stand in the back of the picture. You just like, yeah, come on. Like rooting on the other guy. Yeah. I was rooting him on, but I was like, I, I was just so interested in like, how are you and I so different? Like, how are you with your girlfriend trying to explain away why she shouldn't wear it? And it's a year of this. A year. Well, I think that's also just like Florida. You know, like I was I was in Florida and one of my friends was like, dude, take your mask off. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, Yeah, Florida, yeah. Tampa was like people were offended by masks. Like yeah. Tampa. But Tampa's like a weird town. Like it, I don't get the aggressiveness of it. Like I, I don't get. And, and again, it comes from being self-conscious. It comes from feeling like the world is against you. And the fact that it's been made that way is insane to me. Yeah. You just described a bit uh, that will pro- probably be used in Curb Your Enthusiasm in that yogurt. Oh, my God. It, it, fe- <laughs> it, felt, it felt so Curb. When he said, I'm looking for vegan ice cream, I was like, you're a vegan anti-masker. That's <laughs> fucking insane. <laughs> I, also, I also didn't think that little girl in the elevator that was like mommy mommy she was probably just thinking like mommy mommy why is there a jew with a flower collared shirt on in the elevator <laughs> why is he so tan while being yeah. in des moines iowa yeah <laughs> that's so funny that you dropped des moines iowa because our last guest her, her parents are from there just like weird coincidence but i was just there yeah well i know you're on you're on tour right now which is pretty sick i mean i guess you know we kind of talked about touring and stuff and how you're coming along island but I mean, what's it like touring right now in the way the world is? Like, are you like after the show? Like, are you just going home and doing nothing? Like, what are you doing? I in these go, cities? Every city's different. Like you go to Des Moines and it's Amsterdam. Like mm. it, it, it's so state dependent. Like some states are up and kicking. New York is not. And the ones that you get, you know, the, the ones with clubs open, they're open. Like, so you go home, go back to your hotel. But like, again, like, you know, I, I've, I'm less worried about it now because I've been doing it a bunch. Like I've been flying a bunch flying on Delta has been great. I think they've been the leader this country needs, you know, most places it's just getting used to like, yeah, everything closed at 11 or whatever. But like, I wasn't, you know, I didn't really go out anyways. Like I I'm there to do the show and I'm for, if anything, I just want more people to come out and feel comfortable going out, you know? Yeah, Totally. So we actually have some questions from listeners, but we kind of rigged it though. (laughs) So the first one is from Harry Freed. And he he said, I know him. (laughs) We went to camp together. He said, uh, ask him about the mass drama at the beach club. Speaking of mass and ice cream. Exactly. Right. Oh, I've told this story a couple of times. That's why I have new mass stories. Now we were at a, uh, we're at a beach club and it was like in the middle of the summer and they were, it's like my family's all in the pool. There's a pool at the beach club. We're at the, in the pool and tensions are hot and in the pool, it faces the bathrooms. So this older woman goes in the bathroom and then she comes out like three minutes later and she's like yelling for the attendant, the guy who's like working the pool, like the guy who's like the manager. And she's like, Chris, Chris. <laughs> And, and we're like, and, and dude, it's like we had front row seats at Broadway. Like we were legitimately like in the pool, we were facing <laughs> the whole thing. So you hear 
someone mad. We, we're just like, okay, get ready. We're about to see a show. Chris, Chris. He's like, what? She's like, there's a young woman in there who, no, she goes, there is a self-involved young woman in there who's not wearing a mask. She could kill me. <laughs> All of a sudden, like a 12-year-old girl walks out of the bathroom. She's crying. <laughs> She's a mess. Uh-huh. She goes walking up to her mom and family. The mom figures out that it's her daughter that was being yelled about. She goes up, Chris! Chris! Poor Chris. That <laughs> poor old... Chris is right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, poor Chris. <laughs> she goes, that woman yelled at my daughter and she's on her period. The whole pool is like, oh, oh my God. And poor girl. Poor Don't come girl, in the pool. <laughs> I mean, the poor girl, we're all sitting there like, how? Oh, holy shit. Um, and then these two women, it was like Godzilla versus King Kong. Just like two Karens going at it. And they're like, you should be out of here for life. And, and it was like, uh, and we were sitting there. And then I just watched my mom start swimming towards them. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, I turned into like the get back coach on the sideline of a football team. I'm like, get uh-huh. back. We don't need a third Karen. All I could think about was my mom getting taped being like, I think you're right. And it's like, get out of here. I was thinking you were going to say your mom knew them. Oh, sorry. Cheryl, get out of there. She probably did. I mean, but it was just so like, listen, I'm on team. The young woman, just because no one deserves to be embarrassed like that. But also like you went out, you know, like I, I listen, there's going to be people that fuck up and, Especially if it's a child, you know, you fucking forget, you know. So, yeah, that's what happened. That was I'm a team crazy. Chris. Day. I'm Team Chris. Yeah, I mean that guy's that guy's <laughs> a saint. Yeah. So the next question is, I mean, I just got to ask it because she said so. But Ruthie Polinsky said, "What is your favorite thing about me?" And I said, "He's oh, going to say nothing." <laughs> I'm a big Ruthie Polinsky fan, so I have to. Should we tell the listeners? Should we? Should we tell what what happened? I mean, this is a. A very nice story about your yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, let's so hear it from I, the family side. I came on the podcast, uh, a small podcast that could, a uh, little <laughs> engine that could. I was like, I'll go on. And I taped it almost a year ago. And then my brother, who I mentioned, so I, I remember telling you guys you should have my brother on. Yep. And then I was like, because he's a, a Jewish athlete, like he played mm-hmm. D1 lacrosse and and he played for the Israeli national team for lacrosse. So I had mentioned him a couple times. And then I told him, I go, you got to check out this podcast. It's called Locker Room, whatever. They're getting Jewish athletes. Maybe they'll have you on if you want to do it. He's, he's not really the type to go on a podcast. Like We tried was, to get him. We did. Yeah. So <laughs> I, And then the next week after me, you had Ruthie Polinsky on. And he was subscribed as everyone listening should be subscribed just so when you need it, you never know. And he listened to it and he was like, and he had heard that she was moving to Miami where he lives. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Oh, cute Jewish girl moving to Miami. And then like (laughs) a week later, they match on hinge and he had already known her whole 
story. So I think he was more excited to go out and to meet her. And I think he had to like kind of out himself and be like, so I should let you know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, so then the rest is history. Now they're like, you know, the boyfriend, girlfriend, serious. Uh, they're moving in together soon. Yeah, she told me. It's, All it's so because exciting. of the locker room. We're going to sponsor the wedding. <laughs> that's right. That, that's what happens. Just like birthright. If you get, if you meet on locker room, you get married. Well, it's funny because the we- wedding. We have guests now that come on because we, we talk about them all the time, like especially with like, you know, the single guys, single girls that come on. We're like, oh, maybe you could be the next locker room couple or whatever. And like sure. they're the prime example. So it's really cool. It's really cool for us, honestly, to see. Of course it is. You know, like, listen, I, I my podcast, I've given uh, advice out of my ass for years. <laughs> I've had a couple people send me uh, wedding invitations and, you know, credit me in whatever way which is ridiculous i know it's ridiculous but i it is the greatest feeling in the world to be able to like connect to people and 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 it's like also insane like it just shows you like and i say this all the time for like why people should share the podcast and let people know they listen or make it their instagram story which they should do with this episode but i i because when people but they should because you never know you everyone's looking at each other. Like we're all doing this thing where we're hitting the people you tag in the story and we check them out and we go, Oh, I know them. And it's all passive looking and everyone's doing that. So, you know, I would say to everyone, you like, you just never know. And also like, that's why sharing it's so important because like the world becomes very small, very quick. It actually is also funny. I do got to give one more shout out. My my good friend from high school, Rachel Roth, I spoke to her like this week. Yeah. And she was like, no way. Like I talked about you with Jared like a couple weeks ago, whatever. I was like, that is the funniest fucking shit. Like how small our world is, you know? We work together. She's great. And it's, um, yeah. And I was telling her, I was like, listen, I, I don't know if like, how old are you guys? 24, 25. 25 actually so you guys are are you guys you guys are gen z right is that gen z is that it yeah i'd say so i don't know if it's a gen z thing but you guys i do say to everybody who asks me about you guys and it's not very many people (laughs) (laughs) but i always say i'm like you guys like listen i i think my generation i think the gen millennials kind of live in this like fists up what are you trying to get out of me type of you know, exterior and then we get to know each other and it ends up being okay. You guys have been ve- like total menches. I'll say that like, Thank um, you. very, and it's, uh, and when you guys have guests on then I'm like, you got fucking Adam Schefter. I'm like, I do believe it. I'm not shocked because you guys approach people in the right way. And I, I think that's like, and the nicest way, the right ways maybe doesn't sound that great, I, but the nicest way. And I think may, I don't know if it's you guys or a Gen Z thing where it's like, it, it's a it's a very giving way so i i appreciate that out of you guys thank you seriously yeah, thank that's like you. the nicest thing ever yeah and jared i want to ask you one more thing about the two lovebirds harry and ruthie yeah um, <laughs> yeah right the lovebirds um did so did you and your girlfriend have to give them like the stamp of approval like the first double date and then how what are your thoughts since you're like the dating guru on double dates in general so we didn't because they were in miami you know they kind of like and also pandemic relationships moved quick to either side. They either got really serious or they kind of untied a little bit. 
And I don't think there was anybody that got through the pandemic with their significant other feeling the same as they felt in the beginning. And I think Ruthie and Harry are prime example of like, Oh, like it's, I don't think it's been too quick, but they've gone, you know, they, they've, um, they, they're like a real couple and done all these things in one year that maybe it would have taken years for a couple to do. So I, I get it. I think double dates are great, but I think double dates are the most fun when everyone already knows each other. Like that's a fun night because what it does is it alleviates the pressure. Uh, like it just changes up. It's just variables when it's the worst type of double date is the new girl, new guy is going to meet the established relationship. <laughs> and cause those double dates, they either go well or they don't. And it's like, when they don't, they're just like, it feels like you're being tested. And it's like, I don't think that's like a fun way to be brought into the group. It's like, it's like the, give me your honest opinion of Brian. Like, yeah. Sure. Talking. Yeah. It, it's a little <laughs> bit of that. Of like, and, and then if it ends after the double day, you're like, did I, what the fuck? You know, like, like the, so the friends hated me. Well, it's it's so funny. Like double dating is one of those things in life. Like there's a couple situations that happened like everyone where you leave knowing that the other couple is talking about you. Oh, like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like when you get out of a car with a family, when they drop you off at home, like, you know, you're walking to your garage and that whole car is like, oh, I love him. Or like, what a dick. You know what I mean? Well, like, that's the thing. That's why the variables are nice. Like when you're in an established relationship, it's like, oh, we can talk about how weird they are, how yeah. great they are, how much, you know, that weird thing they did with the check. Yeah, that, I agree. <laughs> if they're going to make it, you know. Yeah. Like but I know we have a cap. One, one thing before the, the Matsuwa Minute. We, we have there a segment. Go. We, we didn't have it last time you were on. Oh, so. good. Surprise, but you've listened, so you, you know. But I know um, this segment. So I actually, this is the first time I'm saying this out loud. So you guys are all going to hear it for the first time. But I had a high thought the other night, and I wanted to bring this up to you just in general because you're a comedian and cancel culture is so relevant now. But mm. I was thinking to myself, I was like, cancel culture in a way has always existed. Like I was watching like Bill and Ted's Great Adventure and I thought of like a guillotine and like how if people fucked up back then, they got their head chopped off and that's kind of like cancel culture. But like now it's it's just like formed in a different way. I feel like it's always, people are saying cancel culture is like the new way, but in some sense of society, it's always existed. Yeah, Salem Witch Trial, Town Square type stuff. I, I, I'm not, it's, it's hard because again, this is just like the special cancel culture gets caught up in a marketing campaign you know like you, it, it's the same thing as the mask you're either a mask person or you're not a mask person when most of us are just like putting it on and doing our best you know i don't believe that the world sh the idea that there should be no consequences for fucking up is crazy like yeah. there's always going to be consequences for your actions um, but I also believe in empathy, giving out the empathy that you want to be given, that mistakes can be made. And I think most people live in that world. The problem is where it used to be the town square, you'd be like, hey, everybody, we're, we're chopping off a head today. <laughs> and, and, and a few people would be like, oh, I'm busy. And another few people would be like, I don't really want the head chopped off. I do think they're an asshole. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. now everyone gets forced into this one big group of they're evil when that group is also made up of people going, well, they're kind of an asshole. I don't, and then they, and people pile on. It's too easy to pile on. So I believe in giving out empathy that you give, uh, that you, you get like, 
And that like, I've said things that I would take back and I've, you know, I've also said things, you know, like I, I, who amongst us like hasn't said something that they go. And, and I think also like, you know, to let millennials off the hook, like my generation, we're like the test generation. Like you're just given this thing where they're like, yeah, tweet whatever you want. And then all of a sudden you find out like 10 years later, like, yeah, this is all in ink and you can't even delete it. And you're like, Oh, okay. And then like Gen Z gets to be like, Whoa, look at these evil people. It's like, yeah, but you from birth were told like, watch out for the fucking internet. Like as if it was a stranger, like in the same way that I was told to like not take candy from strangers. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we have to give empathy out. And I, I do think you can fuck up. I do think like, most of these cancellations are money-making decisions. Like no one wants to admit that they're not altruistic things. They're going, we make less money with you than we do without you or vice versa. We make, le- le- or we make more money without you than we do with you. Um, I think that's a lot of it that people want to believe they're doing a heroic thing, but they're really just, you know, and, and also like, I think also with canceling, it's a power thing people want to be able to take something away from someone for the wrongs they've done. Hmm. And, you know, not everyone has everything. Like we never cancel an unsuccessful person. Yeah. Like unsuccessful people aren't better people, (laughs) you know, like they're not, there aren't these, like all these, you know, poor angels, you know, and not to say that success can only measure it in how much you make, but like, but I'm saying like, there's nobody like, you're not just an, you know, an angel who didn't make it to the top of their, their industry. Like we kind of are led to believe that the only people that make it to the top of their industry are animal, angry, evil people who have a past. Like everyone has that. So agreed. Completely agree. That's my long winded. Um, please don't cancel me rant. <laughs> it all started with a uh, Laz's high thought. I thought yes. it was well because I'm thinking in my head like is this a really stupid thing that I'm about to say or is this like kind of no, genius no. you know it's not genius but it's not stupid <laughs> well I that's that, somewhere in between that's the conclusion that I came to I wanted the, the reassurance that no, you but you're you're right I, I I that's the thing like I I don't like when anyone's like oh you can't say anything anymore it's like no you can make a joke about anything but you have to like I I think a lot of lazy people say you can't say anything anymore. No, you didn't like to write. You didn't like to do, to work on shit, you know, yeah. like, so I, I, to me, I don't like that. It lets some comics that aren't good comics off the hook. Also, you got to be not afraid to push the brown, the, the boundaries a little bit. Listen, I, I did that special and I expected, Hey, I expected people to go. I had one guy, he said that I had a super spreader event <laughs> and it's like, well, the special was taped three months ago, first of all. So we're no reports of your super spreader event, but like, also that's a little bit of a libel thing to say. Like, I, I would say that what you're saying is um, that, you know, to me, that's like uh, quite an, you know, an assumption to like make on me. And if you're joking, like, you know, I, I but I expected it. Cause I was like, I know that this subject of coronavirus, like I, I literally call people who don't go out losers. Yeah. You know, so it's like I can understand how someone could take that the wrong way if I didn't do it right. 
No, it's it's funny the the whole must be nice bit. I like that. I, I think I like replied to you on Instagram or something. I was yeah. like, dude, I am a must be nicer. Like that was me. So now now it's like in my head, and and now I like I just text my friends when they snap me on the beach in Miami, and I'm must fucking my parents' house in Long Island. Must be nice. So it's a kind of a different thing, but but now I always say not a bad life. Like you yeah. planted it in my head to not say must be nice. And those are your friends. Like you should be giving them fucking shit. That's the thing. Like so much of this gets caught up, and like the other thing is. Uh, with canceling the problem we have as a society is that person becomes people really quickly what i mean by that is like person mad on twitter becomes people are mad no it's one dude named ron who eats 7-eleven hot dogs like that's (laughs) who's mad and Uh it's not people like i want to know who the people are when people go people are mad give me the names 100 percent I was just going to say Logan Paul is a perfect example of someone who was able to do a 360 with cancel culture. It did he? I I know that he he's, he's actually going through some stuff right now. I think like three Post years ago, today. It was like yeah, in he, 2017, just like anything he did, he was just getting ridiculed. He was just making mistake after mistake, and losing like money, like brands. And the person who, who's going through it right now is David Dobrik. Yeah, uh, three yeah. years ago was Logan Paul, and and look at him now. Look at yeah, I don't, I don't know those stories, but I, I can say that, listen, people can be mad, like, at anything you do. That's okay. Like, if people have the right to feel mad. Um, and people have the right to unfollow. People have the right to not support a business that supports you. I think those are all, like, fair things to do. I think, you know, and the, the other right they have is to, you know, get a bunch of them together that feel the same way and petition to a company a company to not work with you. And that company also has the right to, you know, to listen to them or not, or not, you know? So that's um, kind of the capitalism part of it. Well, it's time to get into everyone's favorite segment, <laughs> Matzo Ball matzo, Hour. Matzo, no, the Matzo, matzo Ball <laughs> questions. Um, Jared's second time doing the MBMs. Um, no, first we didn't have it yet when he came on. Oh, we didn't have the. No, we didn't have it yet. This is how new it was. Wow, what a what a road we've taken. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We'll start you off with this one. Which one do you think would be easier for you personally? Scoring a basket in an NBA game or scoring a goal in an NHL game? Basket. Because I could hang under the basket while everyone was on D. And <laughs> You're jerking. Just throw it down to me, and I would just get it off. A hockey goal, you can't really do that. Like, and you have to be on skates. I can skate, but Uh like, I mean, not like a professional. Like, you know, I'm I'm more of a walker than a skater. You know, (laughs) I don't know. I kind of imagine you just trying to like, like I'm picturing it, like trying to drive for a layup and someone just swatting the shit out of you. But that's the thing. You'd be cherry picking. I'd be cherry picking, Uh and I'm just saying the idea of like the the swat is much like it's easier to avoid i could just throw a ball in the air and maybe it goes in yeah like that the, the idea of like just hitting a puck like what yeah, you got, you well you could just it, park your ass in front of the net and have the puck hit you and go in you know you got a goalie there <laughs> I got, yeah, yes. and the puck's gonna hit you the ball's not gonna hit you in that's basketball. true i got justin yeah. waiting for me you know <laughs> to hit me out of the crease yeah just giving you chop blocks in the back <laughs> Um, so what's one of the funniest things that's happened to you during the pandemic so far? Ooh, maybe personally, maybe at home. Funniest. 
Come back to it. I, I, there's something I had to have laughed at something. <laughs> I would hope so. Oh yeah, I would hope year. so. Yeah, I would it's hope been so. A sad year. Uh, well, maybe, the, maybe this next question will make it. Will make you think of think of something. Yeah. Okay. So when we had you on like a year ago, I think it was like the day before you moved in with your girlfriend. Yes. So, so what's been the best and worst thing about moving in with your girlfriend? I think this is like the first time, right? It's great because it's made like we live very comfortably. It's a very comfortable home. Um, the tough part is um, one bathroom. I would say to anybody moving in with a significant other, like I'm just the most disgusting person alive just for living. <laughs> so I would say get two bathroom, two bathroom or half bath. <laughs> Somewhere you can, yeah, yeah, something you can tuck away to. You might, you might be able to help me with this one, or at least clarify. So, I mean, when I was um, living with my girlfriend at her apartment in Florida, when I was um, waiting to be picked up by a professional team, every time this is even when we're on vacation in the hotel room, every time I'm taking a shit, even though we've been dating for so long, I'll always throw the faucet on or get the shower going just so she doesn't hear me. It's never comfortable. It's never fully comfortable. Like you just, I put on a podcast, but then it's like. It's that's the problem with a small apartment. It's like they're right there, and you just see her like, like the worst is when you're hungover and you're like taking a shit, and you're like, uh, like you make a noise. It's just like so, like heinous. Your you know? whole body's you, making noises. Yeah, and you're like hurting from it. You're like, I just need to scream while doing this, and you're like, Wait. I don't even care. Cappy, I'm dying that you just said that because that happens to me literally on Saturday. But I was at like one of my girlfriend's friends' apartment, so it's like three of them sitting out there, yep. and I'm at, like, I'm literally about to shit my pants. I was like, "Can you guys like blast music or do, do something?" Like, oh, yeah. I don't, you know, just go away. Like, <laughs> yeah, like if just... I like, why? Are you, like, I'm not like. Sometimes it feels like it's like with a glass up to the door. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was yeah, like, uh, I want to hear if it's a good one or not. Ben yeah. Stiller and Along Came Polly when he's like fucking, clo- you know, he's like. uh Oh, I'm thinking of Dumb and Dumber too when he's. Oh yeah, the- yeah. Perfect. I'm thinking Perfect. of Ross and Friends putting on the leather pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So who's somebody that you just cannot stand? Ooh. What are you holding? Is that a disposable camera? It's my phone. Oh, it's your phone. <laughs> oh my god. Are you kidding me? Sorry. I've had like three Stellas and wasted. Um. There's no one I can't stand. Like I. The finger and butt guy. A finger in the Buckeye. Well, no, I'm that guy. I, I, uh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 oh, no, the guy. Oh, the that guy. guy that, yeah, that guy I'm, I'm annoyed at. I, I don't really get like, you know, very, I don't live in that, like, I hate that person. I try to, you know, not act that way um, just for my own mental sanity. I guess someone I can't stand, I don't know. I, I can't stand things more than I can't stand people. I like that. So, what things can? What, what's something specific you can't stand? Like, what some if somebody does something, maybe like a no ice in an iced coffee to me is like the most offensive thing. Like, if there's like one cube of ice, like if there's like three, if there's ice in iced coffee that melts before you even after before you even get the sweet and low or Splenda into the coffee, that is offensive. That's actually offensive. So you don't like the big <laughs> the big ice cubes, the one where there's just the one big ice cube. You seen those? I've seen those, not my, not a fan of it. I'm okay with it with whiskey, but mm-hmm. it, like when I have like a iced coffee, I want a lot, I'm big ice. I want a lot of ice. That's understandable. Interesting. Uh, First thing that comes <laughs> to your head. You got to go to Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn Bagels. You're in Boca right now. They have the oh, coffee ice cubes. No, that's what I was saying. Oh, that's, they those do? Are the best. Yeah. Those are the, the best. Coffee ice cubes. 
Maybe I'll but, Brook- tomorrow. but Brooklyn Water Bagels um, is tremendously average. I'm gonna There's set a you lot up- of average. I'm gonna set you up on a place though, Jared, since I'm uh I'm the Florida Deli uh, guru down there. What's the place? There's a place called Bronx Bagel and Delicatessen. It's um, it's probably Bronx Bronx Bagel. Okay, I'm looking at it. Deerfield. Yeah, it should probably be 15, 20 away from you, maybe. Not even. Twenty minutes. There you go. I'm telling. That's the place. That's the go-to place down in Florida for your your breakfast sandwiches, whatever you want. Really? What do you? And that's what you're getting, like a bagel, egg, and cheese type. Oh, I mean, you literally, you walk in there, you'll think it's a a, a, your your New York deli. It's it's your it's your closest thing in Florida, in my opinion, to a New York style deli. They got everything you you want there. I'm looking at the pics. Oh yeah, it's it's (laughs) pretty it's pretty authentic. They got the the one guy's there all the time. I I think his name's Joe, big guy. He's always behind the counter, so that's what really makes it feel like it's your love a Joe. Exactly right. Um, last one for you. Um, since you've been in Miami so much, what city are you a bigger fan of? Are you still an NYC guy or are you leaning more towards Miami now? I love New York City. I think Miami's like Miami. I didn't realize how international it was. I think that's like the big surprise there. Um, you feel like you're in another country and it's really like nice to be in. Like, I, I never. I think Miami's having this like big moment right now because first of all, cause rules are not as big there and all that stuff. But I think people realize that they're like, Oh, this isn't America. Like I can get Cuban coffee. I can oh, yeah. sit outside and have a nice time. And it doesn't feel like I'm in a cheesy like resort town. So I think like, I really do enjoy Miami, but like New York is New York. You, you can't, and like the comedy clubs are opening in New York, like now, uh, like in the beginning of April, and it's gonna be back. It's gonna be fun. Like I was on, I was on McDougal the other night, and it was alive. Like it's coming. So I think I, I'm always gonna be a New York person. Jared, I want to tell you, I had a funny uh, post stand up like moment with uh, Adam Devine and Adam Ray. Oh, I, Adam Ray is a great dude. He's a friend. Great guy. I, 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 I've, I've met Adam Devine. Uh, Devine. I know it's Devine, Devine, but I don't want to correct you on your own show. <laughs> I, um, Adam Devine I met once, uh, but everyone says that guy is the nicest dude. And I think he's fucking hilarious. Like, But Adam Ray is fucking hilarious, too. And he, he's a buddy of mine. Adam, Adam Ray was super cool. So after the show the 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 show was like at a casino i went to lehigh i was at the sands which is now wind creek Mm -hmm. um after the show i went to go play craps and those two guys and their posse walk up to to my craps table so i'm playing craps with them and one of the movies that i just saw was mike and dave need wedding dates that's a great movie yeah great movie one of my favorite lines from it was uh, Adam Devine got like a boner and he's like, looks like somebody overcooked the pretzel. So I okay. see that line at the table and the look he gave me was absolutely priceless. He looked at me like, who the fuck is this guy? This <laughs> dropping my lines at a like, Oh, he, he didn't like it? He, he like looked at me like, well, who the fuck is this guy? No, oh, I thought he would have like hugged you. Oh, I no, thought he no, he was it. like with, with his guys. Adam Ray was super talkative. We, like, Adam Ray was super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had like a long conversation with him. Adam Ray is great. So funny. He was just on my podcast and uh, 
Adam Devine, like I've had good, you know, had that one meeting with him, but I've only heard positive. And I watched him on stage once. I was like, this dude's fucking hilarious. Love him. Bumper. Great. Yeah. He's a pitch perfect guy. He's great. <laughs> Jerry, we got one final question for you before we let you go. I mean, thank you so much. First of all, of like course. Thanks taking for having me. over an hour, like even the last time I think you were Always over an hour, hour too, but Sorry, um, I didn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, just a lot of fingers and butts. Good dicks problem to have. <laughs> what's the, uh, what's that YouTube video? Outrageous fun. Toys, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you obviously like play into the Jewish character a lot in your standup. I, I guess how important like is the Jewish upbringing, the, uh, you know, the culture, how much, how important is it that it impacts your career so much? Well, I, I don't know if I'm playing up the character, not to correct you. I, I would say or, it's yeah. more like an personality trait. Like, well, I think it's more an admission of like, this is how you grew up. This is what it is. Like, I, you know, there's some things that I mentioned that I say that I think are a Jewish thing. And someone's like, oh, we're Italian. We do the same thing. Or my mm-hmm. mom's the same way. Or we're, you know, I have a, a lot from like every background. My mom's the same way. Everyone thinks their family is the craziest is the not. But I think when you describe your family and people can see it when you would, when you describe it, then it becomes more personal to people. So, but I will say like, being um, Jewish is a connection you have with people. And it's like, you know, when I just, I've been talking a lot about my mom on stage and I have a whole like 10 minute bit about how much I love older Jewish women. (laughs) And that's just really liking older women, but like, just like the way, you know, I just love complainers and they just have (laughs) to be older Jewish women a lot of times. But um, I think it's just a connection. Like people really, you know, in the same way they connect with this podcast, it's like, oh, I know that person, you know, mm-hmm. like I know these guys, you know, so I think that's a big part of it. Like, especially because I'm not that different from the audience. So when I go on stage, it's like, you want to like, I got to be funnier than the audience, but I need them to like, think that like I'm family, you know, so and I think that helps. Yeah, I mean, that's how we feel about you now, your family does. If you ever need, uh, and also, if, you it, ever, if you ever need uh, some new like Jewish material, I got a shit ton of my dad yelling at me for hockey practice, <laughs> but the, the old Juber driving us around at college. So I love it. I, I listen, I got a lot down here in Boca. I mean, <laughs> oh, my mom legitimately screamed at me by screamed at me to find the thing today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the thing is. Around the house with a notepad and just every, just like you try and get her riled up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just, well, we had a whole thing where I was coming down and she asked me, I was like, she's like, how does your girlfriend take her coffee? And I was like, get almond milk. And we had like a month long almond milk saga that I put on Instagram and like people really fucking connected to that. That is so funny. I'm, that's so funny too. My mom last week like yelled at me because we were talking about the vaccine in New York City and how it's like at the Javits Center. And I, I said like, where's the Javits Center? And she was like, you know that big building in the city? I was like, what? Every building is fucking big. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like she tried Get to describe the thing. it. Get the thing. <laughs> the thing over there. But then we're the, the, we're the idiot. We're the idiot yeah. for not knowing. What's the thing? <laughs> yeah. The thing. Get the thing. That's what it becomes. Yeah, it's so exactly. fucking annoying. But um, yeah, dude, thank you so much. I'll see you in like two weeks. Happy Passover. Absolutely. To you, by the way, thank you. Yes, Same to all of down. you guys. And uh, yeah, at the show, we'll have to hang out. We'll have to have a couple shots or something. Couple farts. Say less. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, be gassy. 
I'll be gassy. Yeah. I'll lube up my hands. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, right, Jared. Guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. I- What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We hope you guys enjoyed the interview with our family friend now. I guess we could call him, right, Johnny? Our boy, Jared Freed. Absolutely hilarious human being. Um, this guy's unreal. Um, we hope Ro- Ruthie and Harry, we hope you guys love the little talk there, too, and stuff like that. But overall, we love him. And um, I feel like we're going to have to get him on for a third time in the near future. That's just like a lock right right away. Oh, it's going to be a once a year thing. Maybe even twice, dude. Like, he, like I just love I love him. Like, he's he's awesome. And it was so much different, like... Obviously, we kind of know what we're doing now more than we did when we like first started and we had him on like right away. So yeah. it was cool to like just actually see him face to face and talk to him because like the last time we did it, I was just laying in bed on the phone, you know? Yeah. For everybody who hasn't heard the first Jared Free interview, go listen to it and you could definitely tell the differences and everything like that. And just but but regardless, I guess the one like consistent thing from each interview was that Jared was just plain straight up fucking hilarious. Just just plain <laughs> old Jared. I want to see a live reaction of, of Ruthie and Harry listening to the episode. I want to like hear, like hear this, see their faces. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm sure they're expecting like it to be worse than it is, but it was actually pretty pleasant. If I come back, if I come back down to Florida sometime soon, we got to go on a triple date a or quadruple, tri- quadruple date. Yeah, I was gonna say quadruple. Yeah, with uh, with uh, Jared and Jess. Yeah, no, Fun. you 100 percent will set something up. That'll just be a big shit show, though. But they'll they'll buy. I, I'm <laughs> jealous. I'm I'm still I'm extremely jealous of you though that you're going to see Jared live. Like that's like. Yeah, Dude. I'm. I'm also gonna. My friend that I'm going with is is gonna listen to the episode probably and and I'll, like make it. He's gonna be the one. I'll probably make the joke too because we're probably gonna be wasted. But we're gonna make the finger in the ass joke or like do something. Obviously, yeah. Oh, like oh, when you see him, oh yeah, I'll be like oh, my finger in your butt. Yeah. No, you know what you should do is you should like um and obviously Jared's gonna listen to this so but you should get the uh what's like the white gloves or like the snap on oh, the the doctor or whatever yeah, the doctors just like have one of those in your pocket and just like when you're seeing them after the show or something that just get one of those oh no right yeah. away my uh my, my parents and i think my sister and her husband are actually going to see him also so oh, it's dude. a little family affair man just unbelievable i'm just trying um, to rub it in a little more yeah but if you guys haven't seen his uh his youtube special socially distance of course um definitely go see that it's amazing it's hilarious the guy's just a funny all-around human being I also want to take this time to talk about our sponsor, Mindset Wellness CBD. I literally use these things every day, the focus gummies, happy gummies, rest gummies to sleep, and the health gummies when I'm hungover. Go get your Mindset Wellness CBD right now. Use our code LOCKA10. We seriously cannot say you know, enough good things about them. I love their products. I know Cappy used the recharge in the locker room and everything. Um, but yeah, we love them. So go check out Mindset Wellness and use code LOCKA10 for 10% off plus free shipping. User. And that wraps it up for this episode. No cap. You good? Anything else? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Hope everybody had a uh, splendid Passover, right? Passover was last weekend. Yep. <laughs> yep. That was completely sarcastic. I knew that. I knew that. Um, but yeah, hope everybody's healthy. Hope everybody's happy. Hope everybody enjoyed the interview. Love you guys. Later. Later. That was so cute. We just said later at the same time. <laughs>